Welcome back to Diary of a Sheep Dairy Farmer. I'm your host, Becca, owner and operator of Hidden Hollow Sheep Dairy. I hope everyone had a safe and fun New Year's. We kept things pretty calm and simple around here. Basically, we work. My husband has been working on putting in a new clutch in my pickup that I have been without for oh, probably six months or so. And I have spent my time working on end of the year farm stuff, as well as trying to prepare for the coming year and making a schedule for my YouTube channel, the podcast, lambing and milking so that I can keep everything on track without losing my mind. So today I want to talk about dairy sheep, specifically breeds of dairy sheep. We'll talk about the top four breeds of dairy sheep available in the U.S. And I'll give you a couple options of non-dairy breeds that are recommended if you don't have access to dairy sheep. We'll talk a little bit about what breeds I have and why I chose what I chose and why I continue to have the breeds that I have. Let's just jump right in. When people ask what kind of sheep they should get to milk, a lot of times the answer you'll find is you can milk any sheep. Just get what you like. And while that may be true, it's kind of not. Yes, you can milk a Katahdin or a Dorper or any other meat sheep, but the milk production will not be there. On average, a milk sheep will milk for about three to four months. However, a dairy sheep, on average, will milk between eight and 10 months. I know of some that will stay in milk for over a year if milked regularly, but I have also known some that if I can get four months out of them, I call that pretty lucky. It's all about the breeding. Production-wise, a meat sheep will seem to give a lot of milk at the beginning, but that will quickly fade, and by month two, they won't be giving much milk at all. Not enough if you wanna be making cheese each week, unless you have a bunch that you're milking and you are not sharing with lambs. Now, there are always exceptions to the rule. I'm not really one on rules to begin with, so if meat sheep are all you can find and you only wanna milk enough for your family and don't wanna milk eight to 10 months out of the year, go for it. We have a saying around the farm, if they don't have what you need, make do with what you have. Now that we have production and longevity out of the way, let's get into what types of milk sheep are out there and their pros and cons. We will start with the most well-known, both in the US and in Canada, the East Frisian. East Frisian sheep hail from Germany and Holland and are considered to be the world's highest producing dairy sheep. On average, East Frisian sheep are in milk for 200 to about 300 days and can produce between 1,100 and 1,300 pounds of milk per year. The fat content in the East Frisian sheep is around 6 to 7%, which is really high. However, East Frisian sheep are more delicate than any other dairy sheep. They do not typically do well in hot environments, large flocks, or harsh range conditions. In other words, they don't do well in our Idaho desert. When we started our dairy sheep journey, one of the first things we were told was that East Frisian sheep are the Holstein cow of the dairy sheep world. They may give you a ton of milk, but they are born looking for a way to die. Outside of their natural environment, 
East Frisians seem to do better when they're crossed with other dairy sheep, and many dairy sheep breeders have found that crossing the East Frisian with Lucane sheep produce a really good dairy sheep that tends to increase the milk production, as well as the butter fat and the proteins. East Frisian sheep tend to need a higher quality of food than, say, a range sheep or even a heritage breed of sheep, and they also seem to do better with room to roam than confined to a small acreage. I want to look at one of the better known crosses of dairy sheep from the East Frisian, the Asaf, but before we do that, we have to look at the Awasi sheep first. Now, Awasi sheep are native to Israel and give about 550 liters of milk a year. They do tend to have reproduction rate of a single lamb per year, according to IsraeliDairy.com. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I know very little about the Awasi breed. I know in the last five years or so, the Awasi have become the new it sheep of the dairy world. Personally, I'm not a fan of the Awasi breed, and that is only because they have horns. I don't like horns on my sheep, and that's coming from someone who started with Icelandics. Our first ram had horns, as did a few of the ewes. Some of our first dairy sheep also had horns, and we learned very quickly they it was not a good idea to run them through our dairy barn. The setup we had at the time, their horns would get hung on the swing gate. So our dairy parlor had, when they went into the stanchion, the stanchion lifted up so they could walk right out. And our ewes that had horns, their horns would get stuck on that upswing. And it was, it, it, it was bad. So we just decided then and there, no horned sheep on our farm. Even though we have changed our setup, we no longer have that swing. Now they have to back out of the, out of the stanchion to get out. It just, that has always stuck with me. And I, I am very prejudiced against horned sheep. That is a personal, that has nothing against any kind of horned sheep that anybody else may have. It is a completely personal view. So in 1955, Israeli researchers began to look for a way to improve the fertility of the Awasi breed and crossed them with the German East Frisian. So let's take a closer look at the Asaf breed. The Asaf is a dual purpose sheep used for meat and milk. They tolerate just about any climate, and a true Asaf is 3 eighths East Frisian and 5 eighths Awasi. The Asaf are a hardy sheep adapting to just about any climate and environment. They're definitely more prolific than the Awasi and typically can have three lambings in two years. Not my preference. I don't like pushing my sheep that hard. I just don't see a reason for it. I know in the meat world, it's very, very common to lamb like every eight months or nine months, something in there. Now I can't remember exactly. I think it's nine months and it seems to work okay for them. I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't see a reason to push my sheep that much. I don't, I guess I don't see a reason to push my sheep to have that many lambs when I'm working more on upping their milk pr productivity rather than their lambing productivity. I mean, yes, the more you lamb, the more milk you'll get, but that also shortens your milking window. I would rather have a good sheep that I can milk for 10 months and then lay off for a while before I breed her again and then milk again. It just, I'm sure I look at things backwards and not from a 
monetary level. Um, part of my mindset, I guess I'm still, I still view everything as a hobby for me, not as a business, even though it is a business. And I probably eventually really need to switch that mindset. But I am way more concerned about my sheep's health and their longevity than I am the bottom dollar. And I know there are people that are going to say that's stupid, but that's, that is how I look at things. So, all right. So the Asaf on average will have 1.6 lambs per lambing, but over the last seven years of having my Asaf cross use, I can definitely say I have more triplets out of them than I do any of my other East Frisian cross use. If you watch my YouTube, you will know that I am in love with the Asaf breed. They have the calmest temperament. They are far friendlier than any of my East Frisian ewes and are definitely hardier than the East Frisians as well. Demand for the Asaf sheep is rising every year and this is one trend I will happily follow. The fourth sheep on our list is the Lacone sheep from France where there are about 800,000 ewes. This breed is mainly used to make Roquefort cheese. The Lucane sheep is second in milk production to only the East Frisian, but unlike the East Frisian, they are a much hardier breed of sheep and are less prone to disease. However, like the Awasi, they don't tend to have a high birth rate as other dairy sheep. But I have found that my Lucane East Frisian sheep tend to give me twins about 90% of the time and quite a few triplets as well. And while the East Frisian sheep may have a higher milk production, the Lucane have a higher fat and protein content in their milk, which produces a higher yield when making cheese. I have to admit that I used to make cheese just for our family with whole cow milk, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was cheese. But since I have started making cheese with my sheep milk, it is so much better. The texture is better, the flavor is better, and the yield is far superior. I can get about a pound of cheese, sometimes more, from a gallon of sheep milk compared to the cow that I was getting like a pound for, oh gosh, it's been so long ago. I want to say I was getting a pound of cheese and it was taking me almost two gallons, maybe more. I'll have to double check, but I'm, like I said, it has been 15 years since I've made cheese with cow milk. So I just, I don't remember. What I love most about the Lucane, have I said Lucane or Lacone? I think I say it both ways and I'm not sure which way is really right. But what I love most about the breed is their wool. They don't have a lot of it and usually their heads, legs, and most of the time their belly is bare. They also have a double coat of wool and are able to shed one layer in the summer so they can keep cool. Talk about a dream sheep. After the Asaf, the Lucane, Lacone, are a definite favorite for me. Those are your top four milking sheep in the U.S. But the question is, can you milk other sheep? As I've said, yes and no. Any ewe can be milked, but the milk yield will not be there on a meat sheep or I guess a sheep that is is specifically bred for meat or wool, like a dairy sheep that is specifically bred for milk. There are some non-dairy breeds that I would recommend if you're looking to get dairy sheep, but are unable to find any of the four above. First off is my favorite, the Icelandic sheep. 
The Icelandic sheep is considered a triple-purpose sheep used for meat, wool, and milk. If you are a spinner, this is the breed for you. Icelandic wool is amazing. However, it does need shorn twice a year or you will end up with mats and wool that is unusable. Ask me how I know. Remember, my first sheep were Icelandic and I knew nothing. It was a learning experience and a crash course in what not to do. <laughs> As for milk production, I have no idea if my ewes that I had at that time came from what people call milky lines. I never asked. Guy had them for sale. We went and bought them. That was it. And we did milk our Icelandics for a couple of years. And I was always amazed at how much milk they gave me. Nothing like my true dairy sheep, but so much more than I figured they would. So second up is the Katahdin sheep. Now we did have a few Katahdins at one time. After we got our Icelandics, my husband brought home three Katahdins and then two Jacob sheep as well. We never milked the Katahdins, but we did milk the daughter of the Katahdins. The Jacobs were basically just for fun. The Katahdins we crossed with our Icelandic ram, and I actually still have a few of their offspring. They were decent milkers, but again, nothing like the dairy sheep. And we've been slowly selling off the Katahdin blood in our flock. The thing I loved most about my Katahdins was the fact that they shed their wool. No need for a shear. And if you've been with for any period of time on YouTube, you know the drama I have had trying to get a shearer out here to do my sheep. And we finally broke down and my husband and I have been trying to do it ourselves. And that is an adventure in itself. So last but not least is the fin sheep. I love fin sheep. I bought my first fin sheep ram a couple years ago. I had him for two years before he died, and he really liked to throw ram lambs. I have one of his sons and two of his daughters, and I think they were the only two ewes I got out of him. So my hopes are riding on his son, who just finished his first breeding this October. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he is a good one. One of the best things about fin sheep is the multiples. They are known to have up to six lambs at a time, sometimes even more. I will be completely honest, while having one ewe produce that many lambs is fun for views and for pictures and honestly, I'm not a fan. I would rather have two healthy lambs that mom can raise without me needing to help than to have a barn full of bottle babies, no matter how much fun they are. I do have a milk machine that I use with my orphan lambs or my rejected lambs or my bottle babies or whatever I have, and it works great, but it, they are still so time consuming. And, you know, it's always fun to get triplets or quads, but they really, they're just more work than I want to deal with. I want mom to raise her own lambs so I don't have to. So while these last three breeds may not give you the highest milk yield, they will definitely make up for it in lambs. All three are prolific breeds, and I had more triplets with my Icelandic sheep and Katahdins than I thought possible. All that being said, there is one more sheep I'm going to throw at you. It is popular in Canada with meat breeders, and while it's not technically a meat sheep, I would love to find a ram to cross with my ewes. And this is going to go against everything I just said about wanting multiples. But these sheep have a very strong maternal instinct. They have great milk production 
and they typically have twins or triplets or more. They are very, very prolific, and if crossed, can increase lambing rates to 180% or more. I am talking about the Rito sheep. The Rito is basically the mutt of all mutts. They are made up of nine other sheep breeds, one being the East Frisian. I honestly would never have known about this breed, except that four of the very first dairy sheep I bought and my best milkers to boot had Rito breeding. Not much, mind you. I think it was less than 15%. But after doing my research on the breed, I decided I really wanted a ram. Mainly because they have multiple lambs. And I know, I just got done saying I don't want multiple lambs. But one of the things I have learned, your best milkers are going to be the ones that have more lambs that they can take care of than say your ewe that has a single lamb. She's going to make enough milk for one lamb. If you have a ewe that has triplets or quads, she's going to make enough milk for those lambs. And if you continually milk her, even if you're sharing with the lambs, she will continually give you more milk than that mom that has the single or even the twins. So I know I'm contradicting myself here. So 10 years later, and I still do not have a Rito ram. I only know of one Rito breeder in Idaho, and she always has a waiting list. I'm hoping maybe eventually I can get on that list. <laughs> so here's my two cents. If you want to start milking sheep so you can have fresh milk for your family or to make cheese for your family and don't have access to dairy sheep or heritage sheep, find something. If dorpers are the only thing near you, get some and milk them for three months. If you can only find a couple of St. Croix, milk them. If you are willing to wait to travel to pay for dairy sheep, because they are not cheap, my recommendation would be to look for an East Frisian Lacone cross. There are no purebred East Frisian ewes in the U.S. Every East Frisian ewe that you find will be crossed with something. Now, if you're in Canada, yes, you can find purebred East Frisian sheep there. I don't know if there are any purebred Lucane sheep that exist in the U.S., and honestly, I can't say that about Canada. I have not come across anyone who claims to have purebreds yet. I personally really like the East Frisian Lacone crosses. They tend to give tons of milk and are really good mothers, and I like how the Lucone tend to pass on their shorter wool to their offspring compared to the East Frisian or even the Asaf full woolly coat that seems to go on forever and is a nightmare to get through with shears. I personally, on my farm, have a three-way cross in our sheep with the Asaf, the East Frisian, and the Lacone. We call them mutts rather than trying to pick apart percentages of each breed. Every now and then, I will throw in an Icelandic or Finn sheep ram to help boost sturdiness. Our farm is very rocky with hills, streams, marshy land, woodland, and a few small ravine drop-offs. Those little spindly East Frisian legs aren't going to cut it. So crossing with the durable Lucane and the heritage sheep of Icelandic and Finn have really helped this helped out. Though their offspring do tend to be a bit flighty and standoffish. I also really like keeping a smaller ram for my first time use. So you're probably wondering where the Asaf comes in as I'm singing the praises of my Lacone crosses. What drew me to the Asaf was their temperament first and foremost. 
They are like puppy dogs. This is also what drew me to the Lacone as well. The first dairy ram we bought was an East Frisian Lacone cross, heavy on the Lacone. He was the sweetest ram and passed on his disposition to all his offspring. I kept more rams out of him than any of my other rams just for the temperament. And unfortunately, I no longer have much of his bloodline left in my rams, but quite a bit in my ewes. And these are the ewes I have continually crossed with my Asaf ram. We are flooded with his genetics, which is why in 2002, I bought a second Asaf ram to replace my old ram, who sadly died in December of 2023. My Asaf crossed ewes are amazing milkers. Add in a little Lacone and I am in love. I am obsessed. They have nice big bags and are able to easily nurse their lambs and give me milk as well. Now if I could just figure out a way to make the teat placement of my ewes hang down instead of leaning more to the side, I would be golden. My soft ewes tend to be the easiest ewes to hand milk due to their temperament. The hardest part of milking them when not on the milk stand is that they want pets and scratches, so they keep turning away trying to get my attention. So I hope this helps you when deciding which sheep to get or just knowing what dairy sheep breeds are out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Diary of a Dairy Sheep Farmer. As always, you can find us on Instagram, or if you want to join the chaos around the farm, you can follow us at Hidden Hollow Sheep Dairy on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys.